This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Kind of been celebrating the life and times of Kobe Bryant today. Uh, just watching on the uh, on the uh, television screens here in studio. They've retired, uh, not retired, but uh, put up the... Uh, First statue, I guess it is, of Kobe Bryant unveiled it today wearing the number eight jersey, posing with his uh, finger up in the air following his 81-point game against the Toronto Raptors back in 2006. And uh, luminaries from the uh, basketball world, of course, were all there. And uh, Phil Jackson, Kareem, and others spoke. And uh, they just keep showing Kobe highlights, and it's kind of fun to watch it. And they put something up interesting right there, Tony, that he wore number 8 for 10 years and he wore number 24 for 10 years, and he scored almost the same identical number of points in both uniforms. Yeah, he's about 200, a little less right. than 200 points behind. Really, really close. And Three championships with 8, two championships with, with 24. Yeah. Uh, there was another. Oh, he played in um, about, it looked like about 50 less games with 24 than he did in 8. And uh, but he averaged more as twenty four at like twenty six point four versus twenty three point eight in the number eight jersey. Number uh, nineteen ninety six was the draft. Now I I'm looking at the nineteen ninety six draft. It's one of the best drafts ever. It is, and I was doing a show that night, uh, an NBA. We did an NBA first round draft show. Iverson was the first pick that year. Yep. Uh, Marbury, Ray Allen, Antoine Walker. I mean, they were good players. At number 11, the Golden State Warriors took a player by the name of Todd Fuller from North Carolina State. He was a uh, maybe a 7-foot-1 guy. Anyway, the coach, John Contera, and I are doing the show that night. And coach goes, This is right. cold calling time? Cold calling days. And when we could, you could call the hotel and actually track guys down. Anyway, I had no idea what's going on outside the studio. Coach goes, what do you think of this Todd Fuller pick for the Warriors? I go, I don't think so, Coach. I go, I've watched this guy in college. I think he's going to be a stiff. (laughs) And that's exactly what I said as our producer in the other studio said, guys, we got Todd Fuller on the line. Do you think he heard you? I don't know. To this day, I don't know whether he heard me, but I turned every shade of blue. I looked like Scraby trying to eat the 10 Thai food. I felt so bad. And then I, you know, coach asked him the first question. Then I'm like, well, Todd, how do you think you're going to fit in? But, you know, I I don't know. After I just called you a stiff. I just called him a stiff. I would have loved if he would have been like, I don't know how I'm going to fit in. I'm a stiff. Yeah. 
That look up the great. look up the career of Todd Fuller, though. You weren't wrong. I wasn't wrong. <laughs> you weren't wrong. And I bring him up because two picks after that, Kobe that's Bryant. when Kobe Bryant was taken. Who was in between? Uh, Vitali Potapenko, a uh, Ukrainian center by the Cavaliers. But then oh. two picks after it was Todd Fuller, Potapenko, and then. Kobe Bean by the Hornets, and then of he course the check. Lakers. He, he was on up. the team with Braun when they got to uh, Potapenko. I don't think you're saying his name right. Potapenko. 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 Well, I don't know. Potapenko. I'm looking it up on Wikipedia. Scravy. Potapenko. That's how he said. He said Potapenko. Oh, man. <laughs> um, so I have to finish up. Yo, you haven't finished it yet? Big five, just real oh, quick. Oh, it's, that's it's, right. We got to do it. It's, 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 an, it's, an, it's a, is the word ancillary question? Does that make sense, Chris? Anyway. One. Just ask the question. All right. The question is, uh, last night during the Sacramento Kings and Detroit Pistons game in Sacramento, the Pistons were doing their opening lineups, or they were being announced for their opening lineups. And on the video board, they were showing a loop of Brandon Ayuk's juggling catch against the Lions in the NFC Championship, I guess to poke at the Detroit team. I personally love seeing the catch, but it doesn't make sense because it's in Sacramento and Detroit people are not there. So, Tony, does this make sense to you? Yes. It does. It's in support of the Bang Bang Niner Gang. Okay. Bang Bang Niner Gang. I just Sacramento, felt like... this seems like a no-brainer. You got Detroit's team in... You're poking fun at the city. But wouldn't that poke more fun at, like, the fans of Detroit? I don't think the Pistons care about it. The Pistons fans? Pistons can see it. They might care about it. Who knows? All right. Well, maybe I was too close-minded on this one. Chris, does this make sense to you? I don't know if it made sense, but it was a big, fat mistake because the Pistons rose up and won their seventh game of the season. There you go. There you go. So So maybe it was a mistake. They shouldn't have done it. Yeah. Yeah, um, I I don't know. I wouldn't. I don't make the connection. I don't know how many cities they are where the NBA team makes a connection to the NFL team quite like that. Yeah. So I don't see the reason for it. Kobe right. had Kobe had sixty two and three quarters. Outscored the Detroit or the Dallas Mavericks sixty two sixty one through three quarters. That was a different game than the eighty one yeah. point game. That was this was about a month before the eighty one. And the story goes when they took him out. He was. He's like, you know, you got a chance to 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 keep going. He's like, I'll, I'll have another shot at it. <laughs> Boom, eighty one. Eighty one. Two weeks later. Um, hater. Can yes. we do hater now? I have some quick news on Antonio Gates. And the he's Hall in the Hall of Fame. Fame. Please tell me he's in. Official. He got snubbed. Shut he up. Did I'm not. not kidding. No way. TMZ Sports is uh, learning that the NFL legend did not make this year's Hall of Fame cut. One source tells us when officials made calls Thursday morning to inform them and their reps if they got the green light to go, Gates received bad news. This is TMZ reporting, and I'm on record as saying TMZ never misses. What? Yeah. That can't be right. I mean, I'm not blaming TMZ. I'm just saying that's not right. If Antonio Gates didn't make the Hall of Fame, that... That's as big a shock as there is. That's crazy. It's actually going to be announced. The full class is going to be announced here shortly on TV, NFL Network, actually. Yeah, they got to announce it pretty soon because they're having the NFL honors tonight. I mean, Gates was like Lock City. How is... Somebody help me. Explain this to me. Tony, did you mean Zadrunas Ogalskis? I think you meant Ogalskis. I think I did mean Ogalskis. Who was also drafted in that draft. Yeah, all right. 
Adam was looking at Potapenko. Potapenko. Zydrunas Ilgalskis was awesome. He was. Yeah, Galkis was all right. He could hit threes. He could do it all. He was in that draft. It seemed like his feet hurt all the time. A well, he was like seven six. <laughs> All right, Josh. Well, here. we'll keep an eye on this Antonio Gates thing because if TMZ is right and they That's usually crazy. are, that is a major slap. What could at, be your reason for him not getting in? I don't PEDs? know. Do I they ca- does is that a thing in the NFL? I, I'm not sure, but he apparently or they have a video of him in November 2023, and he's saying he and Julius Peppers, he believes, are going to get the call. To be in the Hall of Fame. Well, yeah. yeah. Everybody, Peppers, but I mean, that's not his fault. Do, Everybody's basically told him he's going to be your idol. You're a lock to be in the Hall of Fame, Antonio Gates. Probably shouldn't tell people they're locks. <laughs> there are haters out there, I tell you. Wow. Um, that this, would be something. <clears throat> apparently, uh, not apparently, to most most people, there was a thought behind Josh Hader and the way he was being used, why he was being used. He pretty much confirmed that. With the Padres? Yeah, well, in general. I think he kind of explains his train of thought, why he went about it the way he did, and basically, you know, fully admits that he was doing it. Um, I was, like I said, I was going through the arbitration system, and I was with the Brewers. It's not like the Padres put me through that, that process, but... The system told me that the way that uh, any relief, not even just myself, but any reliever um, is valued based off saves. And, you know, for me at the time, I was going multiple innings, going from the fourth inning, maybe to the seventh, also doing two and two third save, uh, save outings and just different things like that, like, you know, which I was fine with. But when I was told to my face that, you know, that's not worth anything, like, you got to get saves. That's where I was like, well, I'm not going to blow my arm out if you're not going to invest in me. So the back was, I'll get you the inning. I'll get you the saves and we'll do everything. But you got to put a team in a bullpen around to do that. Right. And obviously the team that we had going into that year, we had a back end bullpen that was unbelievable. So, you know, I think that's where things sometimes Uh, show a little bit more of the business when, you know, things kind of fall out of place where, you know, maybe we get into a jam and we need some, we need some help and everybody's expecting that to be me. So, um, yeah, I mean, it it hurts. That came courtesy of foul territory podcast. And that was pretty much what was being reported. And he just had fully admitted to it. Now, it wasn't clear. I assume he was talking about the Brewers back end of the bullpen. Yeah, I think so. When all of that went down. But if, if for those who may not be familiar all the way back at Josh's beginning of his career, he came up. That's exactly what he was doing. He pitched, go four, go four, come in in the fourth, get to the seventh. He'd come in in the seventh, pitch to the ninth. And then he went to his first year of arbitration. And he got hit in the face, basically. They basically told him, oh, that's all great and dandy, but we're not gonna we, pay we don't you. pay for that. Yeah. And from that point on, he made a decision that, all right, you're not going to pay me for you know, shouldering the load the way I did. I'll give you your save, but that's all I'm giving you. Yeah. And, you know, that's his approach, and it, I'm sure, and he admits to it in this, in this and podcast. And that's why he's also gone on and said that now that he's with the Astros and he's had his big payday – 
he would consider pitching the seventh and eighth inning he again. He would do it all over and again. And Padre fans are going to be livid when they see this happen. But this and, is the reason for it, because when he was with the Padres, it was his free agent thing, and he had to get the money that he could get. I can't say that I blame him. I blame the system more than him. Especially as as volatile as closers are in general, yeah. right? Like, you just don't have the stability in that position that you do in some others. And he made a business decision, and he says, he's like, I understand that it rubs fans the wrong that it rubbed fans the wrong way. But I had to look out for him, and I can't be mad at that. When you set out as a young player, that's what you want to do. You just want to help the team win. But then when you're doing that, and then you're told, yeah, you're helping us, but we don't. We're not going to pay not, you We're for not going to pay you for that. Yeah. That's going to make some people feel some type of way. Yeah, made him feel some type of way. And <laughs> it did indeed. What he said has made a lot of Padre fans feel some type of way, and the Padre fans who didn't hear what he just said are going to feel some type of way Forever. even more yeah, this year. No because doubt. he's going to pitch with the Astros, and he's going to come in in the seventh or eighth inning probably, and you Padre fans are going to go, well, wait a minute, where we, was that? We couldn't get that. Yeah. yeah. See, this is why. For me, like, you guys know I love to stick it to the man. And, yes, you do. And <laughs> it's your favorite thing. I don't blame Josh Hader one bit for handling it the way he's handling it because they did tell him one thing and then completely, what is it, now, can I, him? Can I ask you something, Scrape? Okay. You know, you certainly were one of the folks asking questions like, I mean, why is he pitching? I'm just saying. I, I, oh, I was, I remember yes. having this conversation with you. But here's the, here's the twist. What's the, what's the twist? That to me doesn't it doesn't belong in sports. What's that? Team sports, which is being it's not selfish, but being as um uh what what's the me first attitude? And in I, other I, words, I, selfish. That's his definition. Because I'm not calling him selfish because he's looking out for his family and himself. But at the same time, you're in a team sport, and so, all, some of these other guys are going to do more. So you're saying he should just sacrifice? He should have just sacrificed it. But when a guy tells me that you could do all this, and then we'll pay you down the road, and then I get comes that day, and they say, "Oh, sorry, we changed our mind." That. Is where I switch my. That's, that's when you change. That's when the 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 switch. Can you flips. imagine Scrape? No, I Adam, don't want to. Adam telling you something along the lines, "Hey, man, we need you out there. We need you in here pitting those right buttons, right?" Yeah. And then we're, we're, he brings you in a little bit earlier to do it because you know the team needs you. Yeah, yeah. But then he says, "You know, I, we don't really pay for." The extra stuff. We, I, I, this is an easy situation because I've done this many times in my radio career. <laughs> I, I see where Scraby's coming from too here. I mean, if you're a team guy, you're a glue guy, you set screens, you box out, you dive on the floor for loose balls. Yep. Some other guy scores 40 points. He gets all the money at the end of the season. So there is that. But at the same time, you know, just be what you are. Be your best you. And a lot of people are better at being the guy that's the glue guy. I When I fir- first got out of college, I got a job at a small business downtown. And I was being paid nothing because I was just excited to get the job. Like Tony said, where you the, the young players just want to win and do anything they can to win. Well, the salespeople kept telling me at this p- place that if I just help them out, if I just help them out, they're going to give me kickbacks on their commission. And so I helped them out and I helped them out and I helped them out. And then a year goes by, and they're not giving me any commissions, and it made me really angry, and I never help them again. And so that's where Josh Hader is. 
I believe, is that he just couldn't see himself helping a team that wouldn't help him. Yeah, those, uh, those arbitration things are, are not fun. We've just seen Corbin Burns get shipped, and I pretty much can guarantee that was due to a relationship being soured over um, arbitration. arbitration as well. Like, whatever discount he was going to take, Went out the window after he heard how you spoke to him in uh, in arbitration. Brandon on the chat says, that's why I give A.J. Preller credit for avoiding arbitration as much as possible. That's it's right. an ugly process. It's an ugly, ugly process. I mean, you, don't get me wrong. The process can be, uh, you can get rich in that process. I hit you 51 home runs last year. You struck out 220 times, you bum. <laughs> By the way, we can't wait to have you back this year. Right. Just I mean, it's really price. weird. Yeah, it's really weird. It's a weird, weird process. All right, we'll take a timeout, check some traffic. More going to Chris coming up. And we'll get we'll keep an eye on this Antonio Gates thing. Because if he's really not going to the Hall of Fame, that's uh that's that's I a, love that uh, TMZ, bro. It's the, was this, it's the place that breaks it. Hey, you know what? I'm sticking by these guys at TMZ because I say they're never wrong. We'll see what hats hopens we'll find out before the top of the hour as Gwen and Chris comes back for more. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Why can't I hear myself talk? Oh, because I have my volume down. I turned turned it down because... Chris was recording something, and my headphones were blaring. So, uh, What a day it's been, ladies and gentlemen. It really has. I, yeah. you know, the day has gone by so clean that I almost forgot that you did a tie 10 earlier today. You did it, Scraby. Yeah, the, yeah. Way to go. Yeah. I love that one. The, now, who, the one of you on fire <laughs> that somebody put together, that was a great Was it the tweet? T- the Titanic one or Titanic or was it the one worth me and swords? The swords. The swords. Yeah, that's my new. You got to retweet that out. Oh, I every, did. Okay, and that's I put a, it. That's really cool. Somebody did that. I put it as my uh, profile picture on Twitter too. So. You are the man right yeah, now. After you. eating the Thai ten food earlier, and it wasn't just one bite. No, this dude was shoveling, kept shoveling it. it in. I paid for it though. 
Yes, you did. Yes, you did. So did did the downstairs. Clean you out. Clean you out, baby. (laughs) (laughs) So did the downstairs. (laughs) All right. uh, What do we got? A 30 mile? Yes. Let's get to it. Okay. If you don't know your sports gossip, can you really call yourself a sports fan? It's time to bring together sports and celebrity gossip. We call it the 30 Mile Zone, mainly so we don't get sued by the real company on 97.3 The Fan. All right, so these are just kind of some of the side stories that we don't usually get into, but we're going to start with uh, Antonio Gates just to make sure we've confirmed, Chris, this is correct, right? I'm trying to get it more confirmed. I mean, the the story here, you know, from TMZ Sports, Antonio Gates going to have to wait at least 12 more months for his gold jacket. TMZ Sports has learned the NFL legend did not make this year's Hall of Fame cut. As you said, the sources tell them the officials called to, to inform the finalists whether they got the green light or not. Gates got bad news. So that's all we know to this point. I'm surprised no one else has chimed in with us. I feel like it hasn't. I feel like it hasn't really matriculated out there yet. Yeah, but you would think, I mean, NFL Network is probably carrying the uh, NFL Honors show. I know, where's the remote? Where they're supposed to announce the Hall of Famers and they probably don't want to let it slip you know, who uh, who's in, who's out. But normally, something like this kind of story would be picked up by ESPN somewhere, and I'm not seeing it. Maybe they're actually waiting to confirm. Well, that's why I'm saying I'm not. That's why I say we got to keep following this because I'm not a. Until I see it a little more, I mean, I love TMZ and they're usually right, but until I see you know it somewhere else in print, I'm not going to believe that Antonio Gates did not make it. It's crazy, crazy. Yeah. So we'll keep an eye on it and let you know. The chat is convinced that they're punishing him for the steroid use. Which what could steroid be... use? Did he get caught he got up caught. in that he got a little caught. bit? He got caught. Oh, okay. Well. And he said it was, I think he was, I shouldn't say that right now. I yeah, thought. Don't, do, okay. don't do I think with Antonio. We, yeah, you need to know. I know. Yeah. I know. All right. Let's get into our first real story of 30 Mile Zone. And that would be Kyle Juszczyk and his wife, Kristen. Now, they have become somewhat of the uh, second tier stars because we all know who the real star of the Super Bowl is, Taylor Swift. But you said it. Kristen Juszczyk actually made that jacket for Taylor. Her new one is whew, fire. Oh, I haven't seen the new one. Yeah. See, Although, her first one with the NFL uh, stamp of approval. Remember, oh, she got licensing. the, the oh, license. The one that Taylor Swift wore in Kansas City was actually made by Juszczyk's wife. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I, yeah, now she's I'm a clothing maker. I'm way and, off the uh, line. And she now. is taking off right now. Like, because her, her clothes are good quality, if so I hear. I mean, I don't know. But uh, Kyle Juszczyk was asked about that, whether or not his wife is going to make a jacket for the rival team. And he said, we're big supporters of Taylor, but not this week. Mm. And so she is not going to be making any jackets for Taylor. And I have been wanting to hear this for the last two weeks. So thank you, Kyle Juszczyk. I think it would be weird. Well, she's already made her one. Right. How, How many she does she need? One? Taylor Swift does not wear the same jacket twice. Oh, guys. stop it. She already has one that says H7, ready to roll. Only she can eat, only thing she can do now is get a... I can't remember if the other one was white or red. I think the other one was red. So now she just needs red. a white one. But they're not wearing white, so... Well, so she doesn't need it then. Okay. In case you're wondering, I have 14 Grammy Awards. This is my 14th. Vader. 
<laughs> um, the I'm still trying to get the gist of this story, but Las Vegas is going or the Super Bowl in Las Vegas is actually going to include the late great Frank Sinatra in it. There Doing will be, it his way. There will be several My Way tributes prominently featured throughout Super Bowl 58 broadcasts, uh, with Sinatra's famous rendition of the tune written by Paul Anka being the one to lead the open segment. Uh, sources at CBA say the tra- CBA CBS will transition to interviews with players' families, talking about their dad, sons, husband, brothers, all underscored by a new mix of My Way. The new mix is supposedly going to be a live orchestra with Sinatra singing on the big screens inside and outside. Uh, the Severe. Yeah, the Sphere. The newest concert venue strip. <laughs> the I said, it, I said it very weird. Sphere. That's why I had to redo it. But yeah, so they're going to include uh, Frank Sinatra as a part of that. Chris? Yes? You you love this or what? I'm a big fan of old blue eyes. You're a big fan of old blue eyes. Yeah. I get down with old blue eyes. The chairman. Is that what he's called? The chairman of the board. Absolutely. Frank Sinatra, chairman of the board. Speaking right. of the Sphere, um, did you see that they did the helmets. They had SpongeBob, and apparently it lit up like the whole really? because it was just bright yellow. SpongeBob is actually um, a really good show. I gotta say, it's not pretty good. You're not a fan, not SpongeBob? A fan. No. Wow. All this right. isn't gonna surprise you. You're not a fan of SpongeBob? Never watched it. Oh well, you definitely you you were. Oh, Tony, yeah. he is Squidward <laughs> to a T. I can see. That. Or is he Mr. Krabs? He's Squidward. 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 Yeah. I'd rather whoever Squidward is, I'd rather be him than Mr. Krabs. Uh, no, it's actually, I think it's Mr. Krab, but the Crab is the owner of the Krusty Krab, which is their fast food restaurant where Spa- SpongeBob works. In, in so, yeah. Him and Squidward. Oh, yeah. Squidward is his neighbor slash coworker, yeah. and he's kind of um, dorky. So dorky? Right. So yes. you think I'm dorky? <laughs> yes. Okay. All right. Next story. Patrick Mahomes is going to have to watch his back, everybody. What? His wife is now in the Sports Illustrated Swimsuit Edition. And uh, let me guess, you're Where's not the buying slander? that anytime soon. Where's the I slander? I wouldn't have bought it anyway, but uh, the sl- I'm not going to slander her. You know, it takes it takes a pretty confident person to do this, I got to say. Yeah. Um, the thing is, is that she's, people are saying on the internet, <laughs> not getting... The same treatment as other women on the internet because she put a post up, uh, Sports Illustrated put a post up, and people were commenting very poorly about her, calling her names and, yeah. and being mean. I'm not a fan of that. You should not do that. But they've turned off the comments. Good. And other women don't get that same opportunity. So why is Brittany Mahomes getting the protection of comments going uh, off? Other women ain't getting the hate. Uh have you ever been on social media? Yes, I have. I, I don't know. I threw that out there. I did, maybe that's not true. But I'm sure there's a reason why they did it. Maybe they felt like the amount of hate was a little bit more intense. Okay. I could see that. I could see the it being more intense for sure. Because I read some of those comments before. They were pretty comments nasty. Comments got turned off and it was, it was bad. I don't understand people that do that. It's the worst thing to me about our hum- human race. Yeah, it is. The ability it's... to comment anonymously and just do it happily. The ability to, to know, know, know someone, to not know someone at all, but have like the strongest opinion about them <laughs> is, is forever mind-blowing to me. Yes. Me too. 
All right. I, I think that's it. There's not really... Um... For those of you that can't wait to see Brittany Mahomes, the edition oh, of yeah. Sports Illustrated, which I didn't even know existed anymore, comes out in May. So you're going to have to wait a couple more months, although I'm sure many photos will get leaked on. Oh, I mean, she's already got a video up there. You can, oh, really? So, yeah. yeah. Well, I hadn't done any research along those lines. Um, I uh, This answers our question about the swimsuit edition, though, because we didn't know if that was going to be around after Apparently Sports it is. Illustrated uh, shut down. Apparently that's not going anywhere. So that's She it. is a, a former college and pro soccer player. Did I not know that? Can we loosely I, say pro? I, I don't know. Where, Can where we loosely play? say pro? Okay. Did she play pro, Scrape? Let me see. If she played, she played. she played pro, she played pro, bro. I mean, if you played one game, you're a pro soccer player, must say. She's co-owner of the Kansas City Current and WSL franchise. She is her? Yes. Patrick is. Boy, are you, a hater. You, just, you are the I ultimate can't, man. hater. I can't. I can't. The ultimate. Uh, I'm trying to figure out why she is... Um, why she left pro soccer. I can't find anywhere, but it does say she's a professional soccer player. So she signed a contract to play soccer in Europe, but despite setting goal scoring records at the university of Texas, her career never really took off. According to this article that made him feel so good. She quit the sport after putting years of herself. Okay. Sorry. Um, Neil, (laughs) Neil on the chat says that Gary rules. Gary's a snail from SpongeBob, and Gary does rule. <laughs> I believe Gary is uh, SpongeBob's like dog, but it's, it's supposed a snail. to be right. Yeah. So there you go. If Lots I'm going to be any cartoon character, I think I'd want to be the uh, the dog on uh, Family Guy. I like. You want to be guy. Brian? Was that Brian? Yeah. Isn't who's Chris? The, the kid? son. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I'd have to vote for Brian then for sure. Brian's pretty funny. Yeah, he's. Funny. Are you not a family? You're, you're looking like you don't know what we're talking about. My today. wife, Family Guy, has. A ringtone of Stewie for Family Guy. Mom, oh my god, she loves mom. Oh my god, it drives me. Family Guy's funny, man. And see, my wife is a is a a slow answerer of the phone, so that means I get like, oh, it goes, mom, mom. Mommy, mom, mom. mom. No it, way. It, that's your. That's oh, that would ring. drive me crazy. Drives, that just drove me crazy right there. It drives me nuts. So when you said when you were talking about Family Guy, I see. It yes. just, just I could understand. That's see, my, really, no, my whole demeanor changed as you started saying. That's a hilarious saying. episode because Stewie like wants her attention and then she finally gives it to him and he she's like what and he goes hi <laughs> <laughs> and then runs out the room. <laughs> Let's get to break. When we come back, Mark Ziegler joined us earlier to talk about the Aztecs. You'll get to hear it on the other side. More Gwen and Chris. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. After the end of a good fight, You deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Imports, Chicago, Illinois. 
Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. And always great to catch up with Mark Ziegler of the San Diego Union Tribune talking some Aztec basketball. And uh, tell you what, Mark, uh, this ball club is getting set for a stretch of four games that has got to be about as difficult as any stretch they've ever had. I mean, looking at uh, three teams that are going to the NCAA tournament, right? Colorado State, Utah State, New Mexico. And that's after you go to Nevada. So how ready are these guys for this, this, this gauntlet? Well, and Nevada might be going as well. So, you know, they, they just had a big win at Utah State. Their metrics starting to climb a little bit. Um, yeah, this is this is uh, this is crazy, and and it's going to be to me. It's going to be fascinating these the, the back half of the conference because you have all these teams, but it's going to be which team can kind of hang on mentally yeah. um, the best. And and San Diego State in that regard is the best equipped because these guys, um, you know, are used to winning. They understand what it is. They were in really big games uh, in the non-conference. Um, and in, in a coach in Brian Dutch, you have a guy who just doesn't wear on the guys. You know, they're, they're much fresher mentally late in the season. Um, and physically, he just, you know, they, they don't practice that much this time of year, if at all sometimes. He's all about saving legs. And so that's worked for them. I mean, I just heard a story about how in the last five years, they're, they're 27 and four in the month of February. We'll see if that continues because that 27 and four was not against the kind of competition that they're going to play. Uh, perfect segue, Morgan, to, m- to my question. And uh, we, Chris and I have talked about it all year. The, this Mountain West Conference um, has, at least in my mind, I, I can't remember a time it being this deep, this tough. Uh, you've been covering the Aztecs for quite some time, as well as this conference. What is your take on this conference and where they stand throughout the rest of these uh, conferences in, in the nation? Well, it's not as good as it was. Uh, you know, about 10 years ago, 12 years ago in the Kawhi Leonard, Jim Fredette years. I mean, there was a, there was a time that it was the number one rated conference in the country by some metrics. Um, and, and it had, uh, it had two sweet 16 teams in it. Uh, I don't think it has two sweet 16 teams in this conference. In fact, I don't know if anyone can win the first round game. We'll mm-hmm. see. I mean, they, outside of what San Diego state did last year, I think it's like 11 straight losses in the first round for the rest of the conference. Um, but I will say this to your to your question: It is the most <clears throat> competitive and the most evenly matched the conference has ever been. Uh, it, when you look at the standings now, we're over halfway through, and you've got four teams tied at seven and three, and you have three more teams that are one back in the loss column. I mean, that's seven teams that are right there. Any of them could win it. Any of them could finish seventh. And the issue is going to be is the top five get buys in the conference tournament, and two really good teams are going to be playing on Wednesday and having to win four and four days to to uh, win the conference tournament. So that's going to be just fascinating to watch how it goes. Uh, you know, Sandy State's got this tough four-game stretch right now, but they're also probably playing some of their best basketball of the season, so they're best equipped to, to handle this right now. The last four games are all winnable. I mean, the one game that would be a little bit of a struggle is at UNLV uh, because it's on the road and, and they're in that top seven. But Sandy State's 21-2 and against UNLV in the last 23 games. Yeah. 
Um, and so history would indicate that they can win that one too. The other ones are at home or at Fresno State, which is the bottom of the conference. So you, you'd like to think they could go 4-0 and on the backside of this. If they get through this, this three-game stretch, say 3-1, and they're in pretty good shape. Mark Ziegler's with us talking uh, Aztec basketball, one of our favorite subjects on this show. And uh, they head into Nevada uh, tomorrow night, uh, Mark, and then uh, have another road trip uh, coming up uh, in this stretch as well. And so far, the three tough road games have come up short in all three. I mean, I know Boise State was a one-point game, but the score didn't really indicate. I mean, the Aztecs hit a couple of late threes to make it closer. They've been they've been there. I mean, New Mexico, they actually played well before it got away from them. But what, looking at the three games combined, what has been the thing that has kept them from being able to break through on one of these big ones? Yeah, they're getting closer. And, and that's if you look at them, every game they're getting a little bit closer, a little bit closer. Um, and it's just that stretch, you know, having to make plays, not being exhausted. I think you got to maybe take the, the Boise State game out of there because it wasn't at altitude. Altitude certainly plays a factor. And I wrote something today about how as they get into the, the season, they seem to get better and better in altitude. And I don't know if there's a physiological benefit to going in and out of altitude and you just sort of get a residual benefit and you almost get acclimatized by the time you get to the end of the season. Because, you know, they say it takes two weeks. They play six games in altitude two days in each spot and you start adding up those days and you know it's not the same as being there for two straight weeks but there has to be a point where they're getting closer and closer and so I think that's part of it I think when they go in there tomorrow night they're just going to be able to handle the altitude mentally and physically better than they were earlier in the season so that'll be one thing and I think just learning from from history when they get in those situations they get it into a close game with five or six minutes to go uh you know maybe they learn uh, in terms of substitution, in terms of just focus, in terms of how important those those possessions are, even with five or six minutes to go, not just one or two, uh, and and they and they get over the hump. Um, but the one thing that, from a basketball standpoint, that is different now is they're shooting the ball, yeah. and it just makes it differently the way you play defense against it. You can't you can pack the paint all you want, but three teams have just done it, and they and they made nine, ten, and eleven threes, and no team has beaten them if they make that many. Mark Ziegler joins us, Union Tribune. And, and, and listen, Mark, you, you, you lead me to another question that, that was coming beyond that. We saw Jane Ledee in these last few games start to get doubled. And, and, and he's been able to find the kick out. And to your point, the, the Aztecs are knocking down those shots right now. Uh, is this a, a different element to, to Jane Ledee's game here that you think is going to have to you know, kind of surface a lot here as down the stretch? Yeah, I think still teams are going to take their chances with them shooting uh, because they know what the the alternative is. They've seen the alternative from earlier in the season, and that's a 30-point, 15-game, and he shoots 15 free throws. And, he, and not only does he, he score a lot of points, he fouls you know, your starting center and your backup center out of the game, uh, and you're in your third-string center, and, and no one wants to do that. So I think you're going to see them doubling, just trying to take the ball away from him. And he still – Struggles a little bit is, you know, his turnovers have doubled yeah. in the back half of the season. And, and, and a lot of that is because he's trying to pass out of doubles and trying to understand. But every game that he faces it, um, he gets better. And every time he faces a different kind of double team, he learns from it. For example, Utah State had a little bit slightly wrinkle where they sent the foreman, who was a seven-footer, all the way across the court diagonally to double him. And it's not a very smart double. It's not a very... A uh, common one, but it's something he hadn't seen. Now he's seen it, and he's learned, you know, how to dribble out of it, how to make a pass. He made a couple nice plays in that game. Uh, you know, Air Force had no chance against him just because of the physical size. But I think every time he plays against it, he gets a little bit better. 
the turnovers go down, the shots get a little bit more open, he gets the ball to them quicker. Uh, and so it'll be interesting to see how, how teams approach it if it gets to the point where they're like, well, maybe we better take our chances with tough twos on Ladiv and wide open threes. I want to talk about my pal, J-Pal. Uh, you know, Mark, uh, we love guys, and, and I know you do too. I mean, guys that, you know, are, for lack of a better term, they call them glue players. But I don't think that's fair because he's got a lot of talent just as a rope had. And I, and I started kind of comparing him to a rope earlier this season before I knew that he and a rope are like from the same hometown. And grew up basically together, and a rope helped bring him to San Diego State. I, this is uh, this is really incredible. To I mean, I I don't know that he is a rope, but to get two players like that in back to back seasons is really something. Yeah, I mean they're they're built completely differently, and you know it's interesting. They're both South Sudanese, but they're from different tribes, <clears throat> and you got and newer, and they're and they're different tribes, <clears throat> and different physiques, uh, but what they have in common. Um, is the is the mentality of um, the immigrant experience. I mean, these are political refugees, got a political asylum in the United States because of the civil war in South Sudan. Um, and the parents uh, are very humble. They're very hardworking, um, completely unentitled because these kids came here. Their parents came here. J-Pal was born here. Um, uh, a rope came when he was four. But they grew up in, you know, two-bedroom apartments with five, six people, uh, they had to learn how to share. They had to learn the ethic of hard work, how to navigate through the U.S. system. Uh, and all those things are very, very similar, and you see it on the floor. I mean, he, he comes in with no pretenses, and yes. he's just going to do whatever he has to do to help a team win, um, just like you do whatever you have to do to help your, t- your family survive. And, and so I think that translates, and that's something that, um, you know, they were hoping to replace, and they, they kind of have a little bit with him uh, with the rope being gone. Mark, two other guys who have added to the depth uh, that the Aztecs have is, is Miles Heidi and, and you know one of, one of my favorites to watch, Miles Bird. Even when he's not right offensively, or he's not, he's willing to guard, he's willing to stick his nose. Both of those guys have been pretty good assets, especially Heidi here as of late, uh, bringing a little size to the front court. Yeah, in, in fact, Heidi's been playing so well that Brian Dutcher admitted to me that when he was, you know, thinking about making some lineup changes, one of the things he considered was was sticking in the freshman and starting him, um, and it was a serious consideration. And that tells you how long, he, how far he's progressed. You know, I ta- talked to his dad a couple times. His dad played at Oregon State. He was a six eleven center, and so uh, he understands college basketball, understands the journey, is pretty reasonable. Um, he's not one of these dads who just, you know, blows up his, you know, and, and talks about how great his kid is at every moment. He, he's very, very, uh, um, I guess reasonable is the right word in how he, he evaluates it. But I asked him, I said, how, you know, he looked pretty good against the Air Force. He goes, you know, you can see the progress and you can see him getting better almost game to game. Um, now you're starting to see a little bit more offensively. He's starting to drop step and lay it in and in, in tall bodies, take the contact. Yeah. Um, the, you know, the defensive side He's picking up those switches. He had a play against the Air Force where they called a set play where it is a very, very uh, subtle play where he comes in. They set a couple ball screens, and he sets the last one, but he slips it. He doesn't set it, and it's a timing thing, and the ball is coming at him really fast, and he hit the timing perfectly, laid it in. Air Force didn't know what hit him, and that's something that he couldn't have done earlier in the season. And so, uh, yeah, you're starting to see him. And then Miles Bird, I mean, he basically is a freshman because he hardly played last year at all. And you're right. I mean, he's becoming one of the most popular players in, in Vias Arena because he's so exciting. I mean, you don't know what he's going to do, but he's going to bring energy and he's going to bring an element that, 
that no one else has, you know, six, seven guys, long arms, quick, and uh, is trying to make a play all the time. He's trying to steal it every single time. And I stopped counting how many times has he got a, a midcourt steal and gone in for, you know, an uncontested <laughs> dunk as a really basically a freshman. So I think he's going to be a big, big, both those guys are going to be big pieces going forward. Last thing, Mark, for me, uh, you know, they went to the final game last year, and there's no way we can predict how far, you know, they're going to be able to go this year in the tournament. But if you look at this team and compare it to last year's team, it would almost seem amazing that you could say you see similarities and you almost see this team being as good as last year's team. I mean, is that even possible? I mean, have they gotten that good where we can almost consider the fact that, if things break right, the same thing could happen in March? Well, I think it's a little unrealistic just because it's so hard to do and you have yeah. to get. I mean, if you look at all these years that they got a tournament and they had bad matchups, whether it was Syracuse, whether it was North Carolina State, I'm not sure Houston was a great matchup for them, and they just kept losing these first-round games. And then last year they got the perfect matchup. I mean, Virginia was – they were looking to play Virginia in the second round. They get upset by Furman. Furman completely – you know, is is mentally exhausted after the emotion of beating Virginia in such dramatic fashion and has nothing left for them. And then they get, you know, they get an Alabama team that had so many distractions and they were so ready for them. And then they get a Creighton team they lost to the year before in overtime after blowing a late lead and they were hungry to get back at them. I mean, it was just so perfect the way it worked out. Uh, and then they didn't have to play a blue blood in the, in the final four. They played Florida Atlantic. And so everything worked perfectly. I don't think you can ever expect to have a draw like that again. Um, but it doesn't mean they can't win. Uh, but if you look at the two teams, both, I think, at this time of year had five losses. Uh, so it's very similar. But the difference is, and something I'm going to write about today is, you know, they went to Nevada last year about the same time of year, and they took a bad loss. They, they, they didn't play well down the stretch. The press bothered them. Um, they, they made some uncharacteristic mistakes. Uh, they came home, and the next day they had a players-only meeting, and it changed the season. Uh, and they only lost one more game before the final, and that was at Boise, and that was kind of a fluky loss um, as well. And and so uh, they're kind of in the same All right, if you want to hear that entire Mark Ziegler interview, go to our website, 97.3thefansd.com. If you want to see Scraby try to eat the tie 10, it was earlier in the show, about 2.15 right. this afternoon. He, uh, he impressed us. Dominated. I uh, am going to tweet that out, the link to the YouTube video where it starts the segment so people can find it. I've been asked about that. We had like a world record amount of viewers on YouTube it for that earlier today. Scraby came through. All right. I didn't die. No, you did. Tomorrow we'll talk about Antonio Gates. Did he really get snubbed from the Hall of Fame? We'll know for sure by then. Crazy. Also get ready for Aztecs in Nevada. Also get ready for Super Bowl. Stay tuned. The Scraby Chronicles are next. Gwen and Chris signing off. Should be spicy. <laughs> we really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? 
Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Parts.